The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks for joining me today. You can catch the show right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, last week I talked a little bit about the Nielsen Company study that came out around Modern Mom, and I wanted to hit on a few more of the highlights from that study this week in light of our guest today, who is a social engagement specialist. Um, Nielsen Company study took a look at American households when it comes to social engagement and found, of course, that moms are incredibly social animals. We all knew that, right? Um, they are 19 more percent uh, more likely than the general population to engage in social networking. They love to follow brands, love to follow celebrities, and love to comment on other people's postings. Now, what was really, I think, most startling to come out of the study overall that I found is that they're huge online video viewers, and they spend an average of 258 minutes viewing online video just in a single month. This study happened to come out uh, and study women in the month of March of this year. Now, compared to overall usage in the U.S., that means, moms, you spend 25% more time, about 52 minutes longer on average viewing online video uh, from your home PC than, say, the average uh, American. found it really, really interesting. Now, moms are also more likely to shop for media items like books, magazines, digital music, and video games as well. So keep that in mind. If you're trying to engage mom, we know she's online, we know she's social, but video te- seems to be really compelling for her. Our purse profile today are Gucci girls. These are single women, not moms, in their late 20s, early 30s with a higher income, very fashion conscious. There's 2 million of these women out there. Median age of 29, college grads, and working full-time. Like I said, no kids because, yep, they're single uh, and making a good amount um, on an annual basis. They keep up with fashion, seeking change and variety in their style. They love to go out and shop whether they buy or not. And they see themselves making a statement. She's willing to try new stores and brands, not particularly loyal. Um, Again, this is a woman that just likes to shop to shop. um, And she does... Uh, look for coupons to draw her into stores that maybe she wouldn't normally shop at. She loves entertaining people in her home and loves to shop with friends. Brands that she's um, out there shopping, she's shopping uh, Banana, Republic, New York and Company, and Taylor, Neiman Marcus, and Express. She is wearing Gucci, of course, because this is our Gucci girl. Calvin Klein, Chanel, and Estee Lauder, Vera Wang. And when it comes to media, she's um, reading a lot of style magazines that you can imagine, like Glamour, Cosmo, Elle, 
Vogue, and Self. She's watching E, MTV, TBS, Bravo, HGTV, TLC, and online. She's at Travelocity, iVillage, eBay, USA Today, Blockbuster, and eHarmony. Well, my guest for today is a very much a social animal herself, Marianne Salzman's president, North American, Euro RSCG Worldwide PR. She came aboard the agency back in 2009, and she was just recently named PR Week's Professional of the Year. There's good reason for that, because since at Euro RSCG, she's really shaken things up. We're going to hear what she's done uh, since she's been there, get her thoughts on PR, social engagement, and much more when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. Landing page optimization expert, Tim Ash. Many of you who follow Jakob Nielsen's work on web usability know people don't even read on the web. They skim. Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. The attention span of people who are reading your website and your text is really that of about a lit match. If you don't provide them the information they need instantly, they're gone and they're never coming back. What we want to do is focus on the adaptations that you need to make to your writing. LPO, landing page optimization. Get out of people's way, give them the information concisely and quickly, and this is going to lead to higher conversion rates for you and, frankly, higher satisfaction for your listeners. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. First Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Marion Salzman, President, Euro RSCG Worldwide PR North America. Marion came aboard the agency back in 2009 and was just recently named PR Week's Professional of the Year. Marion, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really thrilled to have you. I know before we jump into more about social engagement, tell everybody out there about the agency and the work you've been doing for your clients. 
Um, well, look, we're a medium-sized agency. We're part of the Havas network globally, um, domiciled in France, huge presence in the U.S. and the U.K., but really scattered around the world like all of the multinationals are. We've staked out um, an interesting position for ourselves. Cause is a big part of what we are. So as a medium-sized agency, we've actually donated um, over a million dollars of hours to charities that we really all care about. I'd say our turnaround really started in earnest. Uh, as Haiti um, fell apart from its earthquake, we were invited to help Michael Sean and Yelly Haiti, and it really was for us a very, very energizing moment. Specifically involved with both that cause and causes in general, and we began to see the cause was a new celebrity. We um, saw lots of opportunities to partner current and future clients with the kinds of causes that people in the communities we're working with really began to care about. We saw lots of opportunities to link those programs up with brands and then brands and programs up with media and link all of it together through the conversational buzz that now kind of pulses through everybody's household and handhelds. Yeah, well, and then clearly we know that cause resonates with consumers, especially women. And um, I'm sure cause and the momentum that you've managed to create there for the agency is one of many reasons you were just named PR Week's uh, 2011 PR Professional of the Year. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, you were, it's, 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 it's been a really fun year. <laughs> oh, why, yes, absolutely. And that's just icing on the cake after all the other really fun things that you've managed to do. Talk a little bit about the, the enhancements, the cause being one of them, clearly. But some of the other things that you've brought to the firm since you came aboard uh, back just, what, two so, years ago? So well, we, re- we reorganized around three areas of discipline. One is obviously account handling to give superior service to clients at every stage in their process and, and programs. Uh, but that's the ordinary stuff. I mean, it's just obviously doing what everybody does and trying to do it as best we possibly can. Second piece is what we call news engine, but both traditional media and social media, to be constantly um, looking for ways to publicize and promote, really remembering that when you want to eat a sandwich, you want to be sure the filling's in that sandwich, and you're going to be judged. You always judge a sandwich by what's in the middle. And we can't. Um, let go of that. And I think a lot of PR professionals, myself really included, got so caught up in brand and so caught up in reputation and so caught up in influence, we forgot that really one of the key measurements is how much um, media coverage um, on and offline were we creating. So we really went back to that basic through our news engine um, discipline. The third area is the one I'm really most proud of and is probably the most innovative, and that's community. So we have uh, a community component to every single one of our client assignments. And whether it's um, establishing all the relationships with the stakeholders that then feed more stories into the community, or it's um, doing promotional activities to really engage the community into whatever news story we're creating to make it that much more powerful. We really made community very much at the center. It also gives us a very, very innovative way to garner um, consumer insights and to really be at the cutting edge, not just of what the news is today, but really to be anticipatory of what kind of news there's going to be tomorrow and being sure our client stars in that news. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you talk about community, too, it's really relevancy, isn't it? I mean, really making that company, that brand, that product, that service really resonate all the way down to the community level. 
Absolutely. It's got to resonate. Actually, I feel almost to the household level, and it's got to be, is it right for you? Is the conversation you're having um, really the conversation you want to have with the person you want to have it? I'd argue that most of us grew up in a world of broadcasting. By the 90s, it become narrow casting, and today it's really my casting. Who's going to share with me that bit.ly or that special article clip for me on my Facebook page that's going to make it relevant for me and what I need to do? Mm-hmm. Well, and socials really become, as you said, the vehicle for that. Um, you're considered to be a thought leader uh, in your own right, both personally and professionally in the social space. Uh, talk a little bit, if you would, about um, social engagement and the power of that, and, and I'm sure it comes right down to making it relevant for the household, relevant for me. I mean, I think that social is really just part of the new everyday modern life and almost to break it down would be to start to describe its antisocial characteristics. It's, I, I used to argue that it, the backpack or the briefcase used to be what we carried to school or carried to the office and say it is school, it is the office. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the way we've really re-socialized our lives. We're connected wherever we want to be. We're involved in whatever we want to do. I mean, on my computer, I, I stopped looking at one screen to pick up the phone and speak to you. And on that screen was a Skype conversation with my former assistant in the Netherlands. <laughs> and I feel I've just been sitting in her living room listening to her talk about her job search. Um, on another screen, I was arguing with one of the kids about whether or not we really do have to fill out forms to have an Egyptian exchange student, because I know he is completely lying to me, and he doesn't want this darn exchange student, and he keeps <laughs> telling me we don't have to do any forms. And I know there's no way they're sending students into our home if we don't do forms, and I feel as if I'm actually in ninth grade right now, and I'm sitting at the school having this argument with the kid. Right, right. It's and, amazing, and so isn't you it? really can be, I'm really, very truthfully, I'm sitting on the couch in my office, you know, as the CEO of a PR agency with, you know, 80 or 90 people here. And so I've been in multiple places managing multiple things, working on several client projects, and I've been involved in an awful lot of things, and that is part of what social allows you to do today. So I can have Facebook open, I can have Twitter open, I can have SMS going, I can have Skype going on one screen, I can be skimming what's happening on the TV set, I can be, and it just allows you to be everywhere and anywhere, but it is a little bit antisocial. Oh, it, it is and it isn't, though, isn't it? I mean, it is antisocial in the fact that you're there alone on your couch, but it's social in the fact that you're in, engaging in conversation with all these people, sometimes simultaneously. So it is and it isn't. I mean, I think that's kind of the, the, uh, kind of the fun and the mystery around social. I think that's part of the being this new social media. I think we've all become a lot less polite. I certainly know I am. I certainly know, you know, I don't think... Ten years ago, I would have started off a conversation with WTF, um, and that is, I think, my first response to 50% of what I see over taxes, WTF, um, so that there's new ways of reacting. Um, I think it, it's done a lot of blurring. Um, part of the new social is age blurs, genders blur, roles blur. Um, you're, sometimes you're the CEO and sometimes you're the assistant account executive. Sometimes you're the co-head of the household, and sometimes you're um, really somewhat childlike. You know, sometimes you're, um, you know, architect of uh, household plans, and sometimes you're, you know, a world leader. Mm-hmm. And you, everything is the same because it's all done in 140 characters. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's lots of juggling and balancing. 
you're known for your trend reports, and um, you released late last year your trend reports for 2011. How do you think that you're tracking along your trend report for the year? And as you look ahead to the remainder of the year, because it's hard to believe we're almost halfway through, um, are you looking to maybe adjust the forecast a little bit? I, you know, I did something I have never done before in my career, and it was really because I had a wonderful opportunity. Beth Comstock, the um, CMO at GE, invited me to come and speak for the first time at Leaders and Learning, um, their annual conference for the top 200 female clients that they have. And I did 11.5. I've never done this before. I've never done a mid-year <laughs> forecast, and I'm actually... So I've actually done that. I have That's to say, good. So I'm looking. I've, I've just I've just presented them for the first time last week. I'll do it again um, in two weeks. I've actually looked at you know where we stand middle of the year. What are my predictions for the balance of this year going forward into the new year? And, and my first one is that Mother Earth needs Valium. I mean, and, and that was before <laughs> Jocelyn Missouri. I want you to know, I mean, which was one of the most horrendous things I've ever watched live on CNN. We had our own storms in Connecticut, and I was screaming and yelling, you know, get the porch furniture and do this, do this, do this. I'm, I'm watching TV downstairs, and I'm saying, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea shocking. that, you know, did we do all this with, you know, aerosol deodorant in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did we, lead, did we create this right. storm, if you will? Yep. So besides Mother Earth needing to have a little Valium, <laughs> what else do you see happening for the rest of the year? Um, one, of, one of my other big tents is this, is this new social, antisocial, the idea that we're getting very comfortable with the fact that people now, you don't go outside for a cigarette break, you, you tip your head down for a Facebook or a Twitter break. When you're feeling nervous, you're feeling uneasy, you're, you're feeling out of sorts, you, you duck out for a, a dose of... Facebook or Twitter reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost become our shelter from the storm a little bit. Yeah, it's a safe port. There's a friendly face. It feels very comfortable. You have to look someone in the eye, but you sort of have that positive reinforcement. Somebody's going to poke you or hug you. Mm-hmm. And it's always omnipresent. It's- There's always somebody there who wants to engage with you. Yeah. You know, I know it's got to be challenging to do as many trend reports as you do, and then you, you were forced, as you said, for the very first time to do kind of a mid-year uh, forecast. I was intimidated into it. I mean, to go and present to an audience like that and have predictions that were six months out of date, I was like, oh. Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I have to be up to, up to speed, which leads me to my next question. How do you stay ahead of what's happening socially and culturally um, both not only here in the United States, but globally, knowing that these things change, I mean, li- literally, I think, in milliseconds. You know, I travel an extraordinary amount, and I don't want to diminish that. I read an extraordinary amount. I have lots of trend spotters who feed things into me. I, I spend a lot of time with quantitative data. Um, some of it is uh, what you give up um, – by not being as, as young and trendy as I was when I started out, you sort of pick up with wisdom, um, and then you really base it on pattern recognition. So I've seen this kind of thing before, and this is what it's likely to mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's art and science. Mm-hmm. So I'd say there's no one right way, and there's an awful lot of, of trying to get it right at all times. 
Um, I do spend a lot of time in quantitative data, our own data sets that we commission, other people's data sets. I have the luxury of all the data sets we have at the holding company level. Mm-hmm. Which is which is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, no, no. And I, I would say that my trend work really is uh, benefits from that a great deal. I, I do a lot. I spend a lot of time, though, on in social media, though, and really um, speaking to people online, asking them painfully nosy questions. Mm-hmm. And I'll do a lot of crowdsourcing. I mean, uh, I was working on a, 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 something about, you know, the real estate market in, in Dubai, and I, I crowdsourced out. I had about 8,000 followers on Twitter, and I ended up with about 25 really vibrant, viable conversations. People were truly expert in the marketplace, in that part of the world, the real estate marketplace. And so... I can't really remember how I used to do my work before. There were lots of people out there to talk to me at all times. Whenever you wanted it, any time of the day, on any I topic. I mean, it is my duvet. Yeah. I always say now that, like, I roll over in the morning and I don't really, you know, my like, first inclination is, okay, what should I ask someone this morning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's like, what's on my mind? And the thing is, it's not really annoying. See, Twitter gives you the luxury of you're not really annoying someone else because they don't have to answer you if they're not engaged. Right. That's right. It's not junk mail. You're not spamming them. You're not emailing them. You're not harassing them. So people who do engage with you are doing it voluntarily because they want to. They have an interest in it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about your white papers. You do a ton of them. Uh, We just were talking about your research and your research databases and your approaches. And I want to talk about a recent one that caught my eye more from Marion Salzman when Purse Strings returns after this short break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. 
And welcome back to the program. Joining me today is Marian Salzman, President, Euro RSCG Worldwide PR North America. We've been talking a lot about staying ahead of trends, staying ahead of the social engagement curve, which can be very challenging, but not when you necessarily um, have trend spotters reporting in all kinds of databases at your fingertips. And you put a lot of this insight to good use. You put out a lot of white papers there. And I happened to catch the one on love and social media. Uh, you were looking at things like uh, matchmaking, fidelity, Facebook. Um, share a few with some highlights from that research. I thought it was it was uh, it was timely. Well, I think one of the things is just that people really do believe that love can and will be found um, through computer mediation, and that it is absolutely a normal and appropriate way for people to meet up, to hook up. Um, and probably to court, and I think that's a real um, interesting and relatively novel. It's not brand new. Um, it's something I actually started predicting back in the early 90s, I think in 1994. I almost got fired for uh, writing about it in a trend letter. I said that it would become mainstream, and the New York Times started writing about weddings um, of relationships that had been originated in the Internet environment my then boss to me, I think you're crazy, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And today, actually, one in eight marriages in the U.S. originated an online dating service. So you weren't crazy. I wasn't crazy, but I, I do admit that then it sounded very sci-fi, very geeky, very unattractive, where today it sounds really very prehistoric to just date people only you only come in physical contact with. How could you limit yourself to so few choices? Exactly. When the world's your oyster, when there's all kinds of possibilities out there. Um, you know, as we spend just the last few minutes here together, I do want to, I don't want to be remiss. I, w- I want to talk about the fact that um, you went to Brown and you're a member of the mentoring board there of the women in business. You, um, you would, you're an advisor to the Berlin School of Creative Leadership MBA program. And on this program specifically, we've been talking a lot about social. We know women are in very, very, very involved in social, but we do focus on women on purse strings. Um, because you're involved at this high level in the collegiate arena, um, what are you seeing uh, uh, when it comes to women and business and creative industries like um, the work that you do at the agency? Do you feel like there's, there's lots of opportunity for women in, especially in the creative area? Uh, I actually have the opposite problem. I think that women have run men out of the PR business. We have no problem um, with women. Um, our top leadership in an 80-person agency is 100% female, with the exception of I have a female controller and I have a male CFO, but all my other top leadership is female. I actually have no problem with people of, of color. We have fantastic ethnic diversity. Uh, but religious diversity, that's all great. Um, I actually have to figure out um, a male diversity strategy because we're no longer able to recruit, hire, or retain young men. Why is that, do you so, think? We've made so female the business. Huh. And I actually think you need to have both to have a great agency. Well, you need, you need that diversity of mind, right? Yes, you do. You? You, need, you need the push and the pull. You need, you need people with different hobbies and interests. It's not even about, as much as about gender, the gender's a dimension of it. You need diversity of experience. You need people who've played lacrosse, and you need people that play football, and you need people that love sewing. You just need people who have lots of different passions and interests. Mm-hmm. And that's where some of the best ideas come from in that, in that diversity, in that discussion. If you're right. all alike, you're going to come out with the same ideas. 
So um, we have absolutely um, have no problem. You know, globally, it's still an issue. Globally, it's very disappointing to me that we've accomplished extraordinary things in the in the twenty plus years I've been working. Because when I came into this business, I absolutely was the exception. My generation was the group that moved up. We didn't have to rebel. We didn't have to protest for anything. Doors were wide open to us. But you know, you had to work as hard as mended. You had to put in your dues. Um, it required making sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's very hard to not be at home. You know, you've there's a lot of things that that life experience I've done. I don't know that other people would have made those same choices. Yeah, and That's I think that one. you have to be prepared to do those kinds of things. In, in many countries in the world, though, those options are not still open to women. Yeah. Top jobs are still not, as a matter of course, given to women. Um, there's still a strong inherent bias against women in those leadership roles. And by the way, in the U.S., it's still not parity pay. For as right. fair as everything is, we still have a problem with the female dollar. That's for sure. I had a and reason. So I, I still have an issue with that. that. Yeah. I, I don't think we have an issue with it in this company. I don't really think this industry has an issue with it in most of the disciplines, in most of the big cities, but it's still a challenge. Especially where you've got maybe more, uh, I think, two more male-dominated agencies, which is oftentimes the case. I mean, I think that we we have more women uh, than we used to in leadership positions within agencies, ownership position within agencies, for sure. But there's still there's still some um, C-suite issues there where we're not um, we're not represented in the numbers that we need to be. I mean, one of the problems I think we really have is that women may have the good sense to not be willing to make those final set of trade-offs mm-hmm. to take that last round of jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was a lot harder for me to say yes to becoming an agency president. I know the first time it was offered to me, I said no. I don't know a man that would have done that. Mm-hmm. It took the second time I was offered that kind of job for me to say yes, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. It had to be the right time, the right place, the right lifestyle. Right, the right For me to say I was willing to do it. And I think most men say yes the first time and they're on that path where it's the most important thing to them, where the most important thing to me was quality of colleague, quality of my work output, and to be able to have some semblance of balance in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and so you you said yes at the right time for the right place and here you are today having great success. Marian, thanks for being on the show, sharing your insights into your Thank world. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your Thank success. You. It's fantastic to watch. Great. Thanks so much. And Bye. thanks to Lewis for another great show. Join us right here at Purse Strings next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern time for another edition of the program. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs>